are as Christians are we allowed to get tat- tattoos? So the next question: smoking weed as Christians, <laughs> are we allowed to drink it? Okay. So as Christians, can we? You know, I mean, that's a rock. That that you know that that Hennessy. He said, "Can we?" You know, what I mean? that's a rock. <laughs> that that uh, you know, Casamigos. Can, 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 can we can we drink as like um, Christians? Clothes and the way we dress, right? Like this is a big one for me because I so, so like you'll see like girls on like the gram, right? And they'll like drop a like the bikini pic, you know? Like let's say you know, you know the girl might be a little you know like a, a little a little blessed, blessed right? <laughs> can we? Is there certain music that we can and can't listen to? No, we knuckin', we bucking. We, okay, so now all of a sudden, here we go. So then, do we? So is it? So is it? So you hear it all the time. You hear people saying, like, just asking questions, like, "Hey, as a Christian, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I do that?" And on one end, I, you know, it's understandable, right? Like, you, you were living life a certain way. You came into loving Jesus, connecting with Jesus in some way, somehow, mm-hmm. and from that point, you're like, okay, what is okay to do and what's not, you know, and. And trying to maneuver that, I think, and I can speak personally, what ends up happening a lot of the time is you can end up feeling so restricted, it's, it's hard to live life and feel free. Mm-hmm. And I think that my hope is through this episode, we can kind of first debunk a lot of the uh, myths of just like what we can and can't do as Christians. And then two, just kind of touch on how to live life free. You know, like at the end of the day, um, God set these boundaries for us, but at the, but we're not called to be like robots and like just always questioning everything. And we're called to live life on fire, bold and confident for God. And I don't want any rules to get in the way of doing that. So with that being said, I think that, um, I think just a first, maybe the first question we could just ask is why do you guys think that is like, why do you think that, um, we're always asking, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? Like, are we allowed to, why do you think these questions are always getting raised? Well, firstly, thank you for having us here. Of course, yeah. I'm Brian. This is my wife, Kim. Um, hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate you bringing, bringing us back. Yeah. Um, and it's a blessing to be able to sit with you again, bro. And it's a blessing to have you both, the, um, the theologians, the Waltons. Oh, Lord. The, 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 uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Well, I think um, we first off have a natural inclination to sin. So it's almost like, um, I mean, you want to go do, you know, the stuff that's fun um, and maybe bad for you because we know how it starts with the fall back in Genesis, Adam and Eve. But it's almost like you're trying to get permission. Like, so can I do this and see how far you can push the envelope? So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why. And then um, the other thing is, Honestly, trying to see how am I supposed to live? The Bible was written how long ago? So how is that relevant for me today? What does this look like for my life today? Especially with us being in social media culture, um, having so many try to shape what our lives should look like in in every aspect. So um, I think that's the other side of it. Just honest curiosity for, okay, how am I supposed to do this thing now in 2022? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that that's that's exactly what it what it is. I I, I think that we have an an honest curiosity, and also there's there's a lot of other things that play a part in that curiosity, like possibly a, a lack of correct biblical interpretation. Mm, that's good. 
where someone will say, the Bible says you can't do this or you're not to do this. Yeah, but the verse right before that says you can't wear silk and cotton at the same time. <laughs> Are you doing that? So it, people not being able or refusing to put the Bible in its, in its exact context during the time and just loosely cherry-picking scriptures to apply it whenever they feel it'll help them or to prove their point yeah. is typically when a lot, a lot of people either shun away from it, um, the Bible altogether, or just still stay with the sincere curiosity. And it, man, so then it's, it's interesting though, because it's like, so then how, cause maybe I, I like that you touched on the fact that like you could just be interpreting the, interpreting the Bible wrong because I've had this many times, right. Where I'm like, Whoa, like, the Bible says you should not eat. I think it says like you should not eat like pork or shrimp. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like if I'm if I'm like just reading that, I mean it's it's plain English in in <laughs> in the book. Like you should not do this. So right. I guess like what I've done, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong here. But what I guess I've learned to identify. Okay, certain do 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 and do nots applied pre Jesus's death. Right. And now that Jesus has died these things don't necessarily apply. That's my rough explanation, but how would you guys like break it down so that like so when somebody's reading the Bible, they can kind of figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a part. I have a part of it because you have the component where Jesus came and in his death and resurrection, he abolishes the law, right? So a lot of those like sacrificial practices, that we had to do in the Old Testament. I ain't got to go get a cow no more and go ahead and cut it and, and bleed it out and, and offer it in order to atone for my sins. But Jesus also says, and there's a part where he says, every jot and tittle will count, which means every word that has been there, even down to the smallest mark or punctuation counts. So it's not to say that's the Old Testament. I don't have to listen to that anymore. No, according to Jesus, it still counts. But there are certain things that he freed us from, from having to um, practice or follow. And the, big, the biggest example is those, um, those sacrificial practices. Okay. Okay. Anything to add? Go ahead. Because <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's complicated, right? So because yeah, it's like, it okay, is. so like um, the law. Yeah. You said that Jesus's death abolished the law. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So, like I said, the, the practices when it comes to sacrificing, you sin, you don't have to go and find an animal anymore or take one of your, your pets, for instance, and then go and kill them and offer them as a sacrifice. Yeah. Jesus came as the lamb and made the final sacrifice for all of us. So when we sin, we can go directly to God's throne, the throne of grace yeah. and ask for forgiveness Got and it. have him. But, um, yeah, like imagine how tedious that is. I got to go and especially for people who had animals, they had, that's why it's different. I think it us. was somewhere around like 613 commandments, like 613 or 18 commandments to follow. Right. Exactly. Cause you had written and oral. Do, do you think <laughs> that we will be able today to be able to keep 
600 and th- 600 commandments. Even just remembering it alone would be difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be, let alone keeping it. I mean, I struggle with the 10 commandments. Well, so, the, so then that's where I wanted to get into, right? So it's like, all right, so then. Can, so <laughs> Here we then, go. So then, <laughs> Here we go. So then do we, so is it, so is it, so the 10 commandments, right? They still apply, right? So like, yeah. so the 10 commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal. Those basic kind of like do's and don'ts, we still aren't allowed to do, right? Right. So then. All right. So then my interpretation of it is, OK, so like in the Bible, I, I, I loosely I know that there was a story where it might have been Peter, might have been John. I don't know exactly the, the character. Yeah. But in the Bible, there was a story where like someone had a dream about like animals like Peter, 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 Peter. had a dream with like. And basically the conclusion of that dream was like, you know what? It's OK to eat pork. Right. And it's OK to um, like, yeah, like it's OK to eat yeah. certain meats. Yeah. And. I don't know. That was my that was my conclusion in that okay, it's okay to like eat certain meats. But yeah. then I guess like when how do we distinguish okay, the, the Ten Commandments still apply, the six hundred and thirteen laws aren't necessarily ap- applying anymore. Or do they still apply? I think that the commandments given by God to Moses. Mm-hmm were the commandments originally God wanted his people to follow or wanted Israel to follow. I do think that there are, there were also commandments put in place by religious leaders, mm-hmm. most likely in, in good intent and with good heart to serve God. Mm. But I don't think that... I don't think that every one of all the other commandments were absolutely God given because there's, there's commandments that go directly against God saying, for example, yeah, man is starving and all that's available is a pig or pork or an unclean animal. And he's like, God, I, I'm hungry. I don't, I can't eat. Like what what about that right there? Like it's unclean. I was like, don't call anything that I made unclean. Well, that that's God giving you permission to have that, but what happens with the laws that <laughs> was written? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. the the 10 commandments to me, I believe that the 10 commandments still stand. Um and and then I looked this scripture up because I wanted to reference it specifically. John 13, 34, when Jesus says, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So Jesus sees we're struggling, right, to keep these commandments. I mean, Moses, as he's on his way down with the stone tablets to read to the people, they're in the middle of breaking these commandments. Right. So throughout history, throughout the Old Testament, we see Israel um, struggling to get it right. So Jesus comes and he simplifies it. He gives this new command to love one another as I have loved you. Because when you think about the 10 commandments, it encompasses love. If you love your neighbor, you won't kill them. You won't steal from them. If you love yourself, your honor Sabbath and rest your honor me as your God and do what I do, which is rest. Um, And so I love how Jesus comes in and he just makes it easier. Like, look, y'all struggling to get it. So how about this? Love one another. You do that, 
you'll be in a good standing. And it says by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And isn't that where like the um, golden rule that people talk about treat others like you want to be treated came from too, where it's like, so in that moment of like them asking Jesus, can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? He, he came and he was like, look, like you, to your point, all you need, the, what's the, what's the, Number one command above all commands. Right. Love God like love you love the Lord like, your God. And then love your neighbors like you love yourself. Yeah. So then in doing that, I think that like it's like that that that's encouraging. Like, you know what? All right, I'm gonna love my neighbor like I love myself, and I'm gonna go into this world and 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 run as fast as I can. But then sometimes in doing that, you still find yourself convicted about certain things right. where you then struggle, like, okay, all right, I'm loving my neighbor like I love myself, but Man, I, I want to get a tattoo. Yeah. Dang. Should I, should I not? Is this conviction one that like is biblical? Is yeah. this one that I'm experienced because of just like the environment and culture I'm in? Yeah. So like, well, let's maybe just start with debunking or, or validating some things. Yeah. So let's start there. So like, are, as Christians, are we allowed to get ta- tattoos? I'll let you handle that one. <laughs> a lot of people, well, let, let's start off with what people generally go to as far as a biblical answer. Okay. They typically go to Leviticus 19 verse 20. Okay. Which basically describes the, the command to not cut your skin because it, it, when that scripture was written or when that the, the context of that scripture was of Israel worshiping the gods of Baal, other gods. And by doing so, one of the expressions of worship was cutting yourself and um, marking your flesh. So to read scripture that says that, oh, don't do that. Again, people have cherry picked it and ran with it. When in all actuality, you, you may need to, First, take a step back and ask yourself some questions before or as you think about, should I get a tattoo or should I not get a tattoo as a Christian? Mm. Um, I think one of the things that you might want to think of is by getting this tattoo, what's what's the motive? Like, what's my motive? What's the purpose of this tattoo? Let me give just an example answer. I'm just trying to be fly out here. (laughs) No. No? No. Really? <laughs> okay, explain. Why aren't you already fly? Well, like if you're made in the image of God, are you not already fly? Well, what about if someone looked at it like uh, the same way of putting on a, a shirt? B- believe me, I get it because yeah. I I had a lot of tattoos before I committed myself to Christ. Yeah, so I, I understand. I'm not saying this yeah, as a person yeah, yeah, is not tattooed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. How you were created was so flawless. You're literally fearfully and wonderfully made. So do you have to, if your motive is to look better or be fly or look lit or look whatever, however you want to look Show outside your commitment of. your to your boo. Yeah. <laughs> My wife has been mad salty since we met because I have a tattoo. Oh, I won't even um, talk about um, that. Oh, okay, cool. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> we won't anyway, even talk about that. Anyway, but if if the if the reasoning for 
your tattoo is to enhance your image, you might want to question why your image is damaged in the first place. Like why you feel you need to enhance it because God don't make, God didn't make a mistake when he created you. So if you're getting it literally to glorify God in a way, to worship God in a way, like I have a friend that has a lot of tattoos, mm-hmm. a lot. He has sleeves. Yeah. And since he started to where he is now, every single one of his tattoos were intentional to glorify God. So, so one can look at him and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got all these tattoos. You're a Christian. But if you look at every single one of his tattoos, it's giving glory to God. It's giving glory to God. All right. Well, then let's dig deeper. What about if it's like somebody passed away? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get an image of them on my skin because, you know, I'm trying to remember them. All right. I, I want them to, you know, because I guess like, I don't want to make it, I want to make it easy. So if you had to answer with a yes or no, it like just yes or no, like it, it, can, can we get tattoos? Yes or no? What would you say? While you think about it, mm. <laughs> give you some grace, brother, to think about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, a yes or no? Okay. <laughs> because I struggle with this one. Okay. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this conversation, not having all the answers where it shows room for God to still work on us. And I say I struggle with this because I've heard, and this is maybe where you can help too with scripture, I've heard that a part of those markings referenced in the Old Testament that he talked about was also a way for people to honor the dead, which is why we were not supposed to do it. Mm. So if these are special markings on the body that are also used to honor the dead, and then God said, don't do it, does that mean if I today get a tattoo to honor the dead, I'm violating that? And I don't know. But okay, I guess a, maybe a better way to frame this then, right? Because a tattoo is a permanent thing, yeah. right? So like if I lived life before God and I got a tattoo, right? And then um, I then became a Christian, and I, but I have th- that tattoo still there. I'm still a Christian, right? Like I'm, like I'm not a lesser than Christian. Right. So then if that's the case, I like what you and I like what you were saying, and this is my perspective. This is just my perspective. I'm, I'm and, and please <laughs> shut me down. But I I guess like when, to your point of like it may not be something that, that's that clear in the Bible, right? I think that it may maybe the answer is just hey, pray on it, like um, talk to God about it, yeah, and and kind of like feel that out, you know what I mean, and, and work through that. But as Christians, maybe. Like, we shouldn't be so loud where the Bible is ambiguous. And that's where that's I, that's, that's, that's how I've always been. Like, look, that's like, good. if you're reading the Bible and it's like, yo, like, I can't really tell exactly if this is a yes or no. Yeah. Then maybe it wasn't that big of a deal to God. Or it leaves <laughs> or, room to wrestle. Or, or, or leaves room to wrestle. Because, I mean, I, I would imagine, right? Like, yeah. if I got a tattoo, yo, I love to do bad things. I love to do, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, clearly like guys, I'm looking right. like, yo, I support that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, right. I think right. it is a, it, in, it, indifferent because it depends on like the, your heart posture. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? God made, you know, like, cause there's certain, like I could, um, like eating food's not a bad thing, but if I'm overeating because I'm depressed, that's not what God's will was for my life. Right. So I'm wondering if this is one of those things that just kind of falls in that bucket of like, it depends. Like, and they're written to, to, right. to the yes or no, uh, they really may not be, <laughs> they may not be 
And the, it may not be that simple, right. but it, but being that the Bible wasn't so clear on it, it may not be something that like you should stress too much. Let me know. Am I, am I, am well, I? I'll say some things are left to your personal conviction because the destiny and purpose that God has for your life may require that you do things that he doesn't call others to do. Some people can't watch certain shows or movies. Some people can't do certain activities. Some people can't have tattoos or piercings or whatever because their personal conviction is I've called you not to do that. So a lot of times I feel like, especially I say it again with social media culture, we look to everyone else to see what are you doing? You know, one of the first things we do, what do do people say in the comments? What, what, what they saying in the comments? Yeah. Cause we want to know how other people feel about a thing. Yeah. And sometimes that helps to form our opinion on a matter. But when it comes to some of these things, you literally have to keep it vertical between you and God. Mm. And Lord, what do you say for me about this topic? So then yeah. there's, I think maybe there's a couple other big questions that may fall within the same bucket. Right. So like mm-hmm. piercings as Christians, are we allowed to get piercings? Over at me, okay. Let me oh, you know. want me to? You okay? Um, well, I can at least share my story. Um, okay. I had several piercings um, back in the day, and every piercing outside of my ears, I was called to take them out. Whether it was me starting to feel convicted about them, or literally my body rejecting them. Um, some piercings I had for years, fully healed. And all of a sudden I got infections. Um, and I was someone who was continuously cleaning them because I was afraid of something like that happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or my body just pushing it out. So do you think that that's just like, now this is where, this is a good example right yeah. here. So do you think these convictions were based on the fact that as a, like if you look at the public image of most Christians, mm-hmm. they don't have, Eyebrow pierces, nose pierces, stuff like that. It, typically, your pastor that you see at maximum yeah. got the ears at, at most. Yeah. Do you think that that conviction comes from just like not seeing like Christians who kind of have that aesthetic? Or do you think that conviction really genuinely came from God saying, hey, you probably shouldn't do this? Right. So I want to distinguish conviction versus judgment. Mm. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can convict. Because he's the only one that can go deep into your heart and give you that little twist or that pinch that causes you to be like, ooh, I shouldn't be doing this right now, huh? Whereas judgment is that pressure we feel outwardly from other people where, just like you said, the image of or the image that the church often puts out on what a Christian should look like is this. You don't look like that. That's a problem. Mm. For me, it was internal Mm. because... I I gave my life to Christ. I got baptized and then I started to feel differently about some of them. So one of the piercings I'll talk about is my tongue ring. Okay. Um, I started to feel like I was called to ministry and I just, there was just this lingering thought one day, like maybe I need to take this out for ministry. Maybe this will get in the way of what I have to say, but nah, I went through too much to get it. I've had it for a long time and I've always wanted it. So no, I'm not taking it out. And I didn't know I had people in the backdrop praying for me about that specific piercing. I had no idea because they were loving about it. They never told me you need to take that out your mouth. All they did was they saw it and they turned to the Lord to pray. 
fast forward, I was in a car with my best friend one day. We were talking about like our call uh, to, to ministry and just what our lives are looking like in Christ. And she got quiet and all she did was she pointed at her mouth. And immediately I put my head down and I was like, I know. She didn't have to say a word. I knew in that moment that the Holy Spirit was using her to confirm for me. I've already told you to take it out. Now I'm going to use somebody else who didn't know you were struggling with this internally to just gently nudge at you. I like this. So then this is like an example of like a personal situation where you you kind of vetted with the Holy Spirit to figure right. out whether you should or you shouldn't. Right. And I like the fact that it sounds like you ne- didn't necessarily like just hear it one time and just say, you know, I right, bet. Yeah. You kind of pushed it. Like you said, you know, and like, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to go let this I run for a little <laughs> And then after a while, you kind of like, it's almost like the Holy Spirit chased you. Yeah. And eventually you got, the, you heard the message. Yeah. And what I like about that is like, all right, well then if that's the case, then you don't necessarily, so like, I just like the fact that you didn't the way you went about it didn't sound like a like a stressful um uh experience that almost like paralyzed you from like living life yeah it sounds like something that like you okay so i heard it a little bit let me see what let me see, you know yeah. and you kind of live life and then eventually yeah you know you figured it out yeah and 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 to to, to so well then to answer the question specifically as far as piercing goes is this a this is another one of it depends am i right am it's i am i right there conviction cuz and just to wrap up really quick, I um, I could not stand before God's people, especially his sons, with a tongue ring in my mouth and have them hear what I had to say for whatever reasons. It could be an issue of lust. It could be an issue of judgment and, and um, a religious spirit where it's like she got a tongue ring in her mouth. God can't use her. Well, yes, he can. He can use the crackhead on the corner. Of course. So, um, yeah, for for a, a number of reasons, both men and women, the message that he had to say to me could be hard to be received and heard from others because they're too distracted by what's going on in my mouth. Yeah. So for my life, for my call, I had to let it go. And what I like about that is you now taken the convictions and you've actually like applied like um some like practical insight yeah to like even like justify it too so it's yeah. not just like oh you know like i was convicted you've actually even said you know what like i think that for reasons a b c d e f g right maybe doing maybe not doing this is a good idea right okay and that makes sense to me um anything more to add on the piercings because we, we got we got the list we're gonna we're gonna run through this this list i don't see that the bible specifically says that you should not or cannot have piercings there's also scriptures like um, Ezekiel sixteen twelve, okay, and Song of Solomon one yeah. ten through eleven, where God basically admires um, humans that have different kinds of piercings. That doesn't mean go and get a piercing. What what that means is is during that time in that context, that's what God said to those people. This is another gray area, but there's also some questions you may you probably should ask too. Is my piercing shaping who I am or is Christ shaping who I am? Is my piercing going to cause someone else to fall spiritually or physically or however? Is my piercing going to be a negative influence on another person, mm. on another unbeliever, on another Christian? Because you mentioned that earlier, that scripture, um, 1 Corinthians 8.13 about not causing another believer to stumble. Yeah. So that's a key one. 
No, and I like what you're saying because it's like you're touching on like, yo, anytime you want to do something, um, remind yourself of like and of your why. Like you should be self-aware enough to say, what's urging me to do these things? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going about doing this? And I think this applies not only to just like, should I be, can I type of things, but it also just applies yourself in life in general. Like, why am I um, pursuing this career? Why am I um, posting this on social media? Why, why? I think you should always ask that why. And what you're really reiterating is like, you should be living a God-centered life and not allow your, yourself to be driven by anything outside of like what God's will for it is for your life. And, and we easily fall into those buckets. That, yeah, that doesn't mean that, you know, God doesn't understand the culture or doesn't understand what's cool and what's not. There's people overseas that if they show their ankles, it's a lust kind of thing. Mm-hmm. God understands cultures in different places is what's your why? What's the reason? And is it to glorify God? And can it cause a downfall for someone else? I like that. And I think we can, it, that leads into the next question. then. so then um, clothes and the way we dress, right? Like this is a big one for me because I, so, so like you'll see like girls on like the gram, right? And they'll like drop a, like the bikini pic, you know, like, let's say, you know, you know, the girl might be a little, you know, like a little, a little, a little blessed, blessed right? <laughs> a little blessed, a little blessed. And you know, the bikini may not, you know, the you know, the the body may be eating up the bikini. Right. It can cover it. You mean you mean it may it may be Instagram? Exactly, right? right? So like, so in those situations, right? It's like you'll see sometimes, oh, how you're a Christian and, and you're posting this bikini picture, or how you're a Christian and you out here, with, um, you know what I mean? And and I think that. Like, it can be interesting to maneuver, like, as a, as a, you know, in, in trying to figure that out. So, like, and what I thought about, right, is to your point of, like, cultures, right? You said, like, in some, in some cultures, just showing your ankles alone right, right. is, like, yo, like, you got, like, that's. You out here. You out here with the ankles. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? And, like, and then in some cultures, like, you'll go, you can go to, like, a tribe where, like, Nobody has on any Anything. like any clothes, mm-hmm. and it's like that's the norm for them. Right. So it's like, what is culture, and what is like what God's telling us to do? You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. it comes to dressing, like, are we allowed to just like like what's your take on that? She may be able to. An- I can't answer on obviously on women. I could probably answer when it comes to guys, but you wanna- I think for men, this is a, it's less of a thing, right? So like, no, it's not. Well, you, uh, okay, it's equally a thing. Well, we'll it, get into it. it. We'll get, well, let's, it, let's get into it, the girls first, then we'll get into ahead. the guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're trying to show off his ankles. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get a t shirt that says, You out here with your ankles. <laughs> so, in honor of uh, International Women's Day. Okay. Oh, word. Today, you know, I'm rocking all my ladies. Okay? Oh, okay. Um, so, the first thing I want to start by remembering is 1 Corinthians 6 19 through 20. That's the name of the game. It is, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were brought, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So I struggled with this for a while because social media culture, 
I'm a woman. I see other women posting these um, bomb pictures, right? Bodies, everything else, especially during the summertime. 100%. And then we're newlyweds. So social media told me that I need to go ahead and pull out all the honeymoon fits so I can be fly and have basically this, this allure that, you know, I'm now able to enjoy my husband because he's officially my husband. Um, and so I was allowing social media to shape what I looked like, even on vacation with my husband. But the problem was I wasn't paying attention to how I was presenting my body. I didn't even look like a believer because bathing suits now, they don't all cover up everything. And God had to give me an example. So I am now of the position that if it doesn't cover everything, don't wear it. I know it's hard, but think about how much more you stand out when you go against the grade of what everybody else is doing. No, I, no, it's hard. So now, so now we, so now we got, so now I'm coming with the pushback. I'm coming Come with on, the pushback. Push Here we go. So, so okay. So, is that your personal conviction, mm-hmm. or is that like what every Christian woman should be doing? So, on the one hand. I am going to be a pastor one day. I am already working on it in terms of being in school, um, serving in ministry. So I'm positioning myself to be used by God in a more elevated way for the church. Yeah. Which means if I'm posting pictures on my page and me in a bikini. It's not on brand. (laughs) It's not. It's not on brand. This dude I just ministered to is now on my page and he just told me he was struggling with lust. And now here's a picture of me showing what should only be for my husband. Yeah. How am I helping him? Which goes back to, am I causing another brother or sister in Christ to stumble? Then the other component is, I believe that God will always give an example of what he wants you to look like for your personal life, right? Okay. So you have... Like Elijah for Elijah for Elisha, you have Eli for Samuel, and then you have like Elizabeth for Mary. And these are essentially mentors and mentees. Exactly. Same thing with Moses and Joshua. Right. So you had Mary who went to go stay with Elizabeth while she was in the beginning of her pregnancy and Elizabeth was six months in. So now she's getting to see her go through a farther point in her pregnancy to... She stayed with her for what? Three months. It's in um, Luke 1, 36, 39 through 40 and 56. So she got to see this example. And so for me, my example became there's a young lady I saw on um, Instagram who was on honeymoon okay. with her husband and she was covered up, but killed every look she did for the dresses she had on that were low cut. She had on a skin tone, um, tight shirt underneath so no cleavage was showing because everything that could be alluring was all safe for her husband. And it debunked immediately that whole, yeah, but I got, I got to look fly for the gram. No, you don't. And I hear you. And I, and I'm, and I know like, I, I can say like as men, like, of course, like men typically, well, like a lot of men are like, yo, I don't want my girl out here like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So I get where you're coming from. And I think that like, there's some benefit to doing to moving like that, but at the same time, I just I know like, so you are try, like like a real life theologian out here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You really are a, like a like a pastor essentially. So so like um for the people who aren't, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that like we don't, you know what I mean? So like and here, okay, okay, yeah. And to answer that, there is grace. Think about it with babies, with toddlers, kids. There are certain things we expect from them that we don't expect from others. For instance, when you get older or of age, you know better. 
So therefore your parents' punishments might be more harsh because you're too old to be doing that kind of thing. You should know better. You mm-hmm. don't expect a three-year-old to get up, find a job and start paying bills. But if you have an 18 year old in your house, your conversation may be different, a different level of responsibility. No, I see where you're going. And I say that because for somebody who's new in Christ, this is not for them. It's okay. You come as you are. The Lord will work on those things over time. You said a word earlier that was perfect. Eventually, you will eventually look like Christ. The more you serve him, the more you walk with him, you will look like him. Mm. Now, if you've been walking with him for a long time, you consider yourself a mature Christian, a seasoned believer, right? Mm-hmm. I should see a difference from you than the world. You you shouldn't look the same. Okay, 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 okay. So okay. I do want to say that there's grace. It's no. not just you. Accept Christ. Change how you dress. So I so, so I see what you're saying, and just just just, just to really level set though. So like, of course. So like, um, there's levels to it, right? right. So like, like, um. I think that when I think about this, I'm just like, okay, um, with there being grace for those people who have been Christians for a while, mm-hmm. is are you essentially saying that there is like a okay and not okay way to dress as a woman? I am saying, are you, if we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices, mm-hmm. that means what goes on it, what goes in it. Are you doing that with how you dress? Are you presenting your body as a living sacrifice? If you had an encounter with Christ today, would you feel like you had to cover up or would you be okay? If you are a single lady looking for your husband and you encountered your husband today, would you be proud of what you had on when you um, encountered him? Or would you feel like you would have wanted to be covered up more? I know some people argue with, you know, men should control their eyes then. Don't look at me in this way. But are you making it hard for him to do that? Because just as we have flesh, we are naturally inclined to sin. So if I have to sit there, like for men, it's it's the gray sweats, right? We talk about, <laughs> for ladies, we talk about the gray sweats. If I have to do like this and sweat and everything to prevent myself from looking down, have you presented yourself as a living sacrifice and made it easier for me as your sister in Christ to not sin? I'm not gonna lie, I got real with the gray sweats because I'm just like, so that, that's our no, thing. but I'm saying so like because like I think a lot of men would push back if like if women were like, yo. How are you a Christian and you out here wearing gray sweats? I think this, I think this would be like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. It ain't my fault. This right, right, right. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> so, and, and putting myself in, in those shoes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I guess like, I, I like what you said about like, I like what you said in the fact that like, you're saying, yo, like, how would you feel if God were like looking at you? Yeah. And I think that that, what that does is it questions like, Back to the why, right? It questions the why of like, okay, if um, if you if we're supposed to be yoked with God consistently, right? right? These decisions that we make, we don't make alone. We make with God, with as we're Christians in a relationship with God. Or we should at least. We should. <laughs> so when we make these decisions, I think that like whenever you're making decisions and you're almost like, all right, God, I'm I'm, I'm gonna make this one on my own. Right. That's when you kind of know, all right, maybe. Maybe what's driving you, maybe not God. Yeah. And I think that it is situational, right? Because like somebody could be a God ordained model. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, like this is, these are the bikinis that you got to wear as a model. And I'm called to this. And this is what you, you know what I mean? So I think that like, 
situationally, it's like, all right, like it depends. But you know when you know what you do, you know what you're doing, you know what your motives are. And I think what you're saying is, yo, like, make sure that you just like always align with, with God and like what he has for you. You know what I mean? If you out here literally like, um, like doing things for the wrong reasons, yeah. then it's like, all right, like, you know what I mean? And I, I think that's really, am I wrong? Is that what? Well, yeah. And I feel like a lot of times we think that. <laughs> she was saying. She she didn't say yeah you're wrong. <laughs> she was saying I think she was saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be I would word it like this. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like um, for a younger demographic, you know, millennials on down, mm-hmm. it's almost as if you have to be unattractive, you have to be square or corny or uh, very religiously strict in order to look a certain way or to or, look like or a, a weirdo. Christian this or a weirdo. Is- but you don't have to. You can be fly and still honor God with even how you dress. You can be called to tough industries and still say, look, these are the borders I put in place. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be an actress in Hollywood and do sex scenes. Or maybe I'll do sex scenes, but you're not showing any part of my body. Um, so that that's that whole individual. What is your personal conviction? And then um, another example I have is Sarah Jakes Roberts. She is lie she dresses fashionable but she's not showing everything so it, it it's people out there who are doing it and doing it well um where you can get an example of how you are to present yourself but still look good doing it and not like a nun mm-hmm. <laughs> turtleneck on at the beach yeah, 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 the long yeah, skirt yeah, yeah. down to your ankles it's like come on man yeah. and i mean and this is just me like just 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 kind of defending the ladies out here too i mean sometimes it really just is the girl's body too, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. where one girl could wear something. something and it's like, you know, aesthetically not that bad. And then another girl wears and it's like, yeah, same, same, same outfit, but yeah, whole different situation. Right. And you know what I mean? It's about <laughs> knowing that though. Like for me, I'm more blessed up top. And so I have to be mindful of that. There are certain things that I'll tweak with my outfit. So that way I'm not just out here like, oh, well, I'm just busty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's still a balance. So. So consciousness and like being yeah. aware of what's going on. I yeah. like it. I like it. Okay. So then, all right. So then, so the fellas. So you're saying that, I mean, you're saying that the fellas, we, I feel like, um, I feel like, it's, do we, is there things that we got to worry about with the, with dressing? Thousand percent. Talk to me. I got to hear this. <laughs> they call it thirst traps for a reason. Oh, ding, 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 ding. They, they, they call them thirst traps for a reason. I see you all the time. And I am guilty of one of those dudes that used to do that. Okay, talk to me. I would be, you know, I'll be everywhere with no shirt. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but it's like, what are you trying to advertise? I'll be everywhere with no shirt. And then uh, specifically when I had no shirt, you obviously can't be ashy. So, you know, you got to oil up. You You got to, you got, it's how you do things. Like wearing, you know, my... My boxer briefs a little lower, so it shows like a cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's like that good old V. It's like it's like why? I, I see dudes. I've seen guys wear suits. They're fully covered, but they're so tight that they're not fully covered. <laughs> I mean, come on, I mean. nah, bro. You got to understand the message that you. For example, if I'm a pastor, which I'm studying to be a pastor, and I will be a pastor one day, okay, and I'll also be preaching one day. Yes, sir. 
If I'm, the, if, I'm, if I'm in the pulpit, <laughs> if I'm in the pulpit, I won't even introduce the idea how it'll disrespect my wife by doing something like that. Let's just say I'm just a single preacher in a pulpit in front of God's people, and I'm wearing a suit that's really tight, that's tailored really tight on me, where it's the same thing that she was saying, where... I'm causing it to be harder for the people. Oh, so you talking listening. about the gray sweatpants or suits, though? So now, just to get, <laughs> is that what you're talking about right now? So, so you talking about like you see, you, you, it's, it's the it's, <laughs> it's the it's the gray sweatpant idea of suits. Ah, okay, I'm picking up. Okay, I got yeah, it. I'm, I'm following. I'm following. Guys I'm following. do okay, that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Guys will lotion up and just walk around or oil up. Just walk around. Guys will post and send pictures and come on, bro. And I like what you well so. Interesting, because the first part I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but, I've seen it happen. But, but, but I see what you're saying, right? Like, especially, like, if you're a married man and you out here, like, you know, like, advertising, like, what, 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 back to the motive, what's driving you? Well, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you really looking for? Why do you need attention outside of, yeah, from exactly. women outside of your marriage? Or, and, like, is that healthy for the marriage? And I, so I, I see what you're saying, and I do think that, like, there is moments I mean, even, where. Even, again. There's a lot of people that aren't married. So I didn't want to just say, oh, well, you know, because when you're married, blah, 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 blah. Well, let's put that to the side. Let's just say you're a single Christian man. You're supposed to be a man of God. Mm-hmm. What's the image that you're trying to portray? Like, Wait, like, what identity are you trying to stick with? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean... No, like you. I mean, you. I mean, you gotta put yourself. I'm not out. saying it to you, bro. So no, no, no. <laughs> just no, because no, no. I'm looking at no, you. No, 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 no. But I guess what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, I hear what you're saying, and I think like it, it's it, it, it. I didn't. I couldn't think of situations that applied themselves for men, but now I see what you're saying, and essentially, it is an even playing field. And like, all right, well, but why, so why are you doing what you're doing? And is this really? the best way to go about it. And there, there is situations like, yeah, like, I mean, if we're really going to get into it, I mean, there's dudes who literally will wear, I mean, the gray sweatpants <laughs> and literally post a pic knowing, you know Bro, what I mean? It's, it's dudes that wear gray sweatpants every day. If, on purpose. So I, and I see what you're saying. Like, so it's like, like yeah. they'll, they'll, wear the, they'll wear the whole gray Nike sweatsuit, you know, two sizes, a little small, you know. 100%. You know, take that quick selfie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or take yeah, that yeah. picture with the boys. And they, you know, they got their hands out. Or they, you know, they just it's like, bro. <laughs> well, you know, it's a nice jump shot. I'm gonna put it in slow mo. But I see what you're trying to show. You're not trying to show your jump shot. Oh wow! Because you just so happen yeah. to have on these, these are tactics. Tactics I have not even. I, I wasn't. I wasn't even yeah. hip to these, dude, dude, to these dude, tactics dude. right it's here. Like, it's like, why, it's like, why are you, first of all, why are you at the basketball court in full a full sweat suit, like full sweats, <laughs> like top and bottom, and you doing a jump shot in slow mo? it's like like what you're advertising wow 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 i i didn't even think of that so that's crazy okay so then all right so all right cool so so we so i think we tackled the clothes yeah once again it comes down to your personal convictions there's no set standards but kind of like fill it out you know what i mean um cool so the next question smoking weed as christians (laughs) are we allowed to now, I used to say yes, because it grows. God put it on this earth to grow. So why can't I smoke it? And then he brought me to Genesis, where he talked about the tree that Adam and Eve were not supposed to eat from. It was forbidden. So the clarity I got in that was, 
just because it grows doesn't mean you're supposed to eat it. That was my personal conviction. Mm. I can't you smoke said Genesis what? Genesis 2, 16 through 17. You want to read it? Yeah, I got you. 16 through 17. Mm-hmm. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat it, eat from it, you will certainly die. So it's like it's, there's obviously things that you're not supposed to partake of that grows from the ground. Right. And go ahead. Um, for me, I'm called to a deliverance ministry and I can't help free people from their afflictions, from spirits and the demonic. If I am in relationship with something that keeps me oppressed. Mm. So for me personally, I had to lay down weed and it didn't keep me sober minded. And he can talk more about the scriptures about being sober minded, but we're called to be sober. This is a real deal Bible right here. <laughs> no, this, this is this is a Bible Bible. Yeah. Like when your when your phone die, your iPad die, you have no internet, no Wi Fi. Oh yeah. You're gonna need some paper. No, yeah. <laughs> this is first Peter five, uh eight through nine. It says this. And I'm literally reading this word for word. We are listening. Be alert and of sober mind. Mm. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is, un- is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Why would he start off by saying he's sober-minded? Mm. Possibly because not being sober-minded will have you to not be available and ready to battle this devil that's <laughs> prowling around that he speaks of. Having that sober mind, being altering your mindset puts you a step behind. Delaying your mind, putting your mind in a position where it can forget. Putting your mind in a position, putting your body in a position to where it has to move slower or it's impaired. You're... I got some right here. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, putting, putting, putting your body in, in a state of slight delay or impairment makes you dull. Not as sharp as you can be. A lot of people say, I work better when I'm high. Or, I'm, you know, I... I function better when I'm high. I do better with the right uh, in (laughs) my system. I feel closer to God when I'm high. It just Mm. opens me up. If you're more open spiritually when you're high, what else are you potentially opening yourself up to? Here's another question. Why does God's creation have to be high to get closer to him? Did he not create you flawlessly enough to get close to him just how you are? So I hear you and I hear you. So like, once again, I just, so like, it, it seems so, so, so like, I like what you're saying. And I, and I, to be honest, like I personally, um, have been, I, I, well, we'll get, we'll get into the liquor conversation, yeah. but like, I think that like, personally, I've like thought about this for a while and somebody said something, um, that touched that I think resonated with me and, and they essentially were saying what you're saying in a, from a wisdom standpoint of, Hey, if you're not sober minded, can you function 
and at your highest level right. when you need to. Like, let's say, for instance, right, um, you're at a party, right, and you're, like, gone, right? What if somebody who, like, is called to connect with you and, yeah. like, build with you yeah. runs into you? Yeah. You're not sober-minded enough to connect with them, yeah. and you miss out on that opportunity because you were, you know what I mean? Yeah. So not sober-minded. Yeah. And I think, like, I think just from using, like, wisdom, like, practical wisdom, it makes sense. Yo, low, yo, if you're not sober-minded, you could, you could miss out on, like, what God's will is for you right. in moments. Or and, a person, oh, another believer, or potential believer. Ex- ex- exactly. Like, and it's, I think just, like, if we're answering, I, I want to answer things with the yes or no using Bible all, while we also like then give our like wisdom about it. Right. Yeah. So like the yes or no in the Bible for the weed right now, it's looking like it's the weed, the Bible doesn't say anything. It, like like specifically about smoking and getting high doesn't the, like, Bi- the Bible does not say do not smoke marijuana. Yes. So then I think that like with that being that what it is, we can then take this sober minded wisdom and apply it how and we apply would it. and apply it. Yeah. But, and as Christians, we shouldn't necessarily look at like somebody smoking weed and be like, you're not allowed to do that. Or, you know, well, maybe we could. I don't know. I I guess I'm just trying to level set, right? At least like let people know, hey, look, like this isn't, well, at minimum, let's at least be clear. Like this is not a like um, clear cut thing in the Bible. Like it's not. I'm, I think it'll be best to look at it how Christ will look at it. If. If, if the Bible will say, come as you are, then it literally means that. If Christ didn't come for the healthy people, and he came for the sick, if Christ went into the world to change the world, mm-hmm. if Christ can go into the room and stay himself and change people in there, then that's probably maybe the same approach we should probably have yeah. instead of shunning people yeah. and judging people. Now, come as you are doesn't mean stay as you are. Just because you come to church and you you have all you have the things that maybe Christ is calling you out of doesn't mean that you just hold on to it. Now that I met Christ, everything is good. You know, oh, you know, I smoke weed, but I'm I'm Christian, but I smoked weed, you know, the whole time. But since I met Christ, you know, now it's just like devil. We good. No. You're not. But you know what I like about what you're saying is, is I think you're hitting on something really good, right? So, like, being that this is a gray area thing, right, and, and as far as, like, yes or no in the Bible, when you meet, when you first meet somebody, if the Bible is not, like, yes or no about it, you're in building relationship and meeting people in love, saying, yo, you shouldn't be doing that, how you're a Christian and you're smoking weed or anything like that, is probably, to your point, not the best way of approaching that situation. If you have a relationship with somebody where it, where you know that person, you've got to see, oh, look, I see how this is affecting your life in a negative way. Maybe then that's a time to then take take it upon yourself to say, you know what? Like, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure if this is like serving you well. But upon first meet, upon first. That's the difference between religion and Christ. Yeah. Like there was religious le- this is the Brian standard version of the Bible. <laughs> there was there was religious leaders that ran up on Jesus like you can't be healing on the Sabbath. It's against the law that Moses had or whatever. Yeah. And Jesus was like 
So, so are you saying that we shouldn't help someone because it's this day? No, yes, absolutely. So if 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 we're sitting, if we're looking for, see, that's that. Then it goes back to the flaw and the plank in your eye, trying to condemn your brother. Anyway, but <laughs> if if you're if you're a person looking to judge, if you're a person looking to point fingers, most likely. 99% of the time, you probably have things that you may want to point out in yourself first. But it's not even your job to do that. It's not your job. You don't have the power to change someone's heart. That's not your job. And that's not your, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be the example that Christ was and lead someone to Christ. Let him do that. That's his job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Not yours. No, I, lo- I love it. And I think that like, like um, what I've realized is typically whenever I find myself in that judgmental bag where I'm like, yo, like, oh, how could they be doing that? Right. How could they be doing this? Like, it's just something that like I'm good at not doing. But like, there's something else that <laughs> right that, that exactly. they're good at that, that you're not good at that I'm not good at. <laughs> we all have our things. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's, like, that's 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 the thing. Yeah, everybody has a thing. Exactly. And and what I've even noticed is like sometimes like when the, like I I feel like when when you're someone who's it's easy to not do like overt things. It's uh, what you struggle with sometimes is like like internal things. Like I've noticed like like for me to be honest, it's easy for me to like not do things. Like it's easy for me to say, you know what, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But then what I'll struggle with is like um, more like things that are like not as easy to kind of see on first sight, but I'm still struggling with it, like being judgmental or um, or like. Uh, I don't know, like like uh, being resentful or um, not just heart issues or like you forgiveness or, or like, forgiveness or like trust or. Trust, yeah. um, yeah, forgiveness. That's what. That's a huge one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like being Same. able to really let things go. Being able, you know what I mean? So it's like, like having faith or whatever. You know what I mean? So many different things. So I think that like, if you, so I like the fact that you're calling out, yo, like as Christians, you shouldn't be ever judging anyone. Like you should no. never like, like. And then I think this is a good moment to kind of touch on. Um. Well, let's touch on this first. Drinking. So, so, so as Christians, like before we go there, okay. I do want to offer the practical side. Okay. Um, because so if you are the believer listening and you're like, I got people who I want to stop smoking. I've been talking to them about it. Here's what you can do. Pray for them. Not in a face. Oh, I just pray that the Lord will commit. No, <laughs> pray for them in your private time that God would touch their heart to let it go if that's his will for their life. And then if you are the believer who smokes and you want to get rid of it or give it up, ask God to help you in changing the desire of your heart. My prayer was make me allergic to this. And I started to smoke and literally every time I would throw up afterwards. Oh, no, so he, he answered and made me allergic to it. Interesting. Um, and then if you're like, look, <laughs> I hit the blunt and I don't want to <laughs> stop. I'm good. I feel like I talk to God more when I'm there. It calms me down. I'm not trying to change. That's fine. Ask God, what is your view of smoking in my life? You have a relationship with him. Just talk to him about it. And that's that. I love it. By the way, when you ask God questions, and I'm still learning this, give time for him to answer. Don't just ask him the question and then go about your day. Like, 
God, do you want, well, how do you feel about me smoking? Well, he ain't say nothing. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. I do that all the time. Well, especially when you don't, when you want that, right? When you just already want, know the answer you want, it's like, uh, all right, uh, he ain't say nothing. So let right, me just, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so then drinking. Okay, so as Christians, can we? You know, I mean, that's a rock. That that you know that that Hennessy. He said, "Can we?" You know, what I mean? that's a rock. <laughs> that that uh, you know, Casamigos. Can, 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 can we? Can we drink as like um, Christians and? I guess when we talk about this, I'm even I'm curious the distinction also between is there like a this is there a distinction between like the wine and like the hard liquor? Right. Let's let's get into it. Yes. <laughs> Do you have the Greek terminology? Oh, for wine versus strong wine drink. versus strong drinks. No. Okay. I have to grab it because I hate to say some without providing. Yeah, like sure. we we are of the generation where you got to provide receipts, right? No, so 100%. I hate to put something out there so. and not have receipts, but there is a difference in the Greek and Hebrew language of wine versus strong drink. I actually didn't even know that. I, I actually was just curious. I, I didn't yeah. even know that. There, there's a difference, and a lot in the New Testament it talks about wine mm. and how it's okay to have. Some wine, not too much wine. Um, let me see if I have the, the scriptures for it. Do you have it? I have uh, three scriptures, well, primarily two scriptures. One we already touched on, but one of them is Galatians 5.21 um, that says, and envy, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll start from a little before. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy. They're basically talking about the acts of the flesh that you're supposed to stay away from or stay out of. Yep. And it says idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy. It keeps going on and on. At verse 21, it says, and envy, comma, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why would they specifically say drunkenness? And what does it mean for drunkenness? That's excessive wine, liquor, because you could have one drink and be fine, right? You can have a shot and be fine. You know Mm -hmm. your body, you know your limits. Mm -hmm. But to get to a point where you're drunken, that means it's in excess. That's where it becomes problematic. Mm -hmm. Again, we go back to having your body impaired, like impairing yourself to where you're not sober-minded. Okay. All right. So I hear you pushing back. Come on. <laughs> All right. Couple. Yeah. The theologians. When, if you guys are by yourself, amongst yourself at the crib, well, what Beyonce say? Drunk in love. I'm saying, is it's would that be a problem? Like, 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 is it okay for us? Yeah. Like, if you guys got to the point of like just being super, super drunk, but it's just amongst yourselves. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm going to tell you why it's not cool for me. Oh, you're saying no, it's not okay. I'm saying it's not okay for me to do that. Oh, and this is you as an individual? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's not okay to do that because I don't want my wife to see me in that kind of impairment. I want to present myself as close to the image of Christ as I can. Do I fall sometimes? For sure. But is, 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 is it my goal to fall? No. Mm, okay. Now, wifey got to get real, okay? So we have had nights and moments where we tried to do the Beyonce and Jay-Z. 
I've seen him <laughs> drunk. He's seen me drunk. Okay. Um, drunk beyond, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been there. Yeah. And we had to learn this don't work for us. I kid you not. Almost every time we tried to have a drunk in love night, we ended up drunk and fighting. Oh, dang. It Damn just, mom. it didn't work for us. And <laughs> finally I sat down like, why not? I didn't call y'all to do that. You guys want to be pastors. What happens if somebody at your church has an emergency at the hospital and they need you to come and attend to them? Pray for their mom who just had this life-threatening surgery. Pray for their son who just got into a really bad car accident and the family doesn't know what to do. How are you going to get to the hospital when you're drunk? Uber, easy. Okay, cool. You Uber and you get there. What happens when they smell the alcohol on you? And you have that one relative who's questioning, why do we have to call the pastor anyway? The church don't do nothing for us. And then they smell you and they smell the Ciroc, the Casamigos, like whatever, just oozing out of your pores. What does that say to them? Man, you, For the you, believer and the non-believer. So for me and him, this may not be for everybody. Yeah. For me and him, we can't. We do sip our wine or our champagne and we try not to be excessive. So what does that mean? A glass, maybe two. But trying to kill the bottle or get multiple bottles, we can't do that anymore. That's just not it, bro. I can't I can't even imagine, to be honest with you, it would embarrass me to I don't even think I'll be able to do it to be able to stand in front of somebody and try to speak into them as a Christian and they have that same problem. That's, that's like a good one. that's yeah. like that's like somebody that secretly uses cocaine trying to help somebody that uses cocaine get out of cocaine. Like you you got the same problem and don't think for a second that spirits don't know that and can't see that. That's true too. Mm. Or you just gave somebody permission to fall into something that they've been called away from. Someone is an alcoholic and they're struggling to let it go and they finally get a handle on it. And then you, their pastor show up reeking of alcohol. Oh, the pastor drinks. I'm good. No, for your life, you're not supposed to do that because you don't know how to do it balanced. So now I just call somebody to spiral back into a habit that they work so hard to get out of. That's another thing that him and I in particular have to consider. Like I, I like I get I get you want to relax, you know, have a glass or something like that, wind down. Got it. And I you can. I, I understand that. Yeah. But going hard in the paint. <laughs> I, I can't imagine trying to give a sermon on a Sunday morning hungover. Oof. You know, and it's interesting. I like everything that you guys are saying. I think it touched on a lot of things, right? For one, like Jesus did turn the water into wine, right? right. Now you, we've heard this as as the as the like, like one of the number one number one reasons why people support <laughs> people support the addiction with right. that right there. No, but and then you touch on something else right there, the addiction. So, like, I think what you guys are touching on is the wisdom of just like yo, like. Do you have control of this mm-hmm. or is this controlling you? Yeah. And that's just the question that you, I think, whether you're a believer in, or not. Yeah. You got to ask yourself that question. Like, who's running who with this, with this, with this liquor thing, yeah. right? And then I like that. See, like, okay, I want to end. People may listen to this and be like, all right, well, these guys are pastors. So. I'm not a pastor <laughs> I and I'm not trying to be a pastor. Right. So do I got to be on that type of time? Yeah. But at the same time, what you're also touching on is just leadership well, in the in the spiritual realm, at the at one of the highest levels, but essentially everyone is a leader to a certain degree. Exactly, so yes. you do got to ask yourself, okay, wait a minute, 
how is what I'm doing yeah. affecting those around me? Yeah. And am I putting, so it's, it's good, it's good questions. Yeah. It's good wise questions. And see yeah. what we're realizing with all these, can we blank? Like, can I, it's do coming the, back down it, to the same thing. It's coming. It's all coming back to the same thing. Look, the Bible is not a yes or no on this, but there's some wisdom yeah. that you can apply to, to, to that could help you kind of maneuver, figuring these things out. Yeah. The, so you guys are dropping the gems on the wisdom with that. And then, Ultimately figured out with God, right? Yeah. Ultimately figured out with God, and I think I think we we could keep going down this list, yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna keep ending the same way. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, look, the Bible's not like yes or no on this, but like there's some wisdom involved. Yeah. Here's the wisdom, and then you ultimately have access to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you can kind of vet and get your own like uh, yes or no's from there, and exactly. and what situation? Because honestly, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, could tell you, yo, you should not wear a white tee today. You know what I mean? And that's just for you. Right. And at the end of the day, it's like, that's not for everybody, but it's just for you. And I like the way you guys are attacking this because one, you're not, you're also not scared to say, look like, but no, I'm not just going to say, Hey, look, it's all good. There's still like some practical wisdom that you can apply to these situations so that it's not just like, Hey, yo, like just do whatever, because we are all called to lead in, in some capacity, in some degree. And we need to figure it out. Yeah. I think we can, from, from this point, literally can, I don't want to say conclude or yeah. summarize, but what I'm saying is, is every branch that we've attached or that we've we've attacked, it comes back to the same root that she started with. What's the second greatest commandment? And that's to love another as yourself. Well, it could be anything. Should I smoke? Should I drink? Should I have thirst trap photos? <laughs> Should I dress this way? Yeah. Should I have body piercings? Should I get tattoos? Should I, you know, try to maintain the image? What does that do? How How is that loving the next person? Like, how is that representing Christ? Like, it all comes back to that same thing. Mm-hmm. If, if, I'm to, if I'm to go out and smoke and be in the world and not of it, or I'm sorry, be of the world and in it, what kind of image does that send the person that's, that knows that I'm a Christian that was like thinking about being a Christian, but see you and I'm like, mm, nah. They do what I I'm do. Good. Like, what's the They're difference? They're like, yeah, I, I might as well just keep doing what I'm doing because right. that's what they're doing. So it's really no difference. Matter of fact, I'm probably better than them. But if if you're if you're in a constant mind state of trying to look like the image of Christ more and more every day, you're not going to succeed every day. Got it? Because we're human and we're in sin. But have that be the goal, but also. How can I be the best representation of God, of Christ to anyone else? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think that um, one thing that I also just want to kind of touch on with what you said, because I love everything that you just said is, hey, like um, when you're trying to figure this out, don't let the, 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 the figuring this out process hold you back from like being bold and running towards like God's goal for your life and what God's calling you to do. Because what I've realized can happen sometimes is, yeah, like um, you'll, 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 you'll feel like you'll be, you'll feel convicted about certain things. Like, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? And sometimes that can cause you to kind of like almost like be paralyzed from moving forward at all. You know what I mean? And this, I, I can, I, I can just speak personally just from like overthinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. paralysis by analysis. Like you, you literally, you've literally just 
overthought it to the point where it's like you just throw your hands up like you know what like I don't even know what I'm doing you know yeah, yeah. and it's like and then you start just questioning everything you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, dang yeah. should I be should I what career choice should I do should I do this should I do that? and it's like almost like you just put everything in the hands of like having to get an answer and what mm-hmm. I'm realizing is like when God wants to tell you something he'll tell you he's got he can get to you like I right. love your, your piercings and when you say look like I heard him you know what I mean I kept moving yeah. and eventually it was clear yeah. And I think that that's, the, I love it because that's the best way to approach it. It's like, look, like, uh, like he'll get the message to you. You just worry about loving those around you. Yeah. Like if you, and, and, and Jesus said it himself, this is the number one command. Love me like you love, like, um, like you love yourself and love you. Well, what, well, let me not get this wrong. <laughs> love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Perfect. Secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. Exactly. And it's like, if you just focus on that, yeah. like, you don't got to get it all perfect to get it right. You know what I mean? Like, God will, you, first off, you'll never get it right until you, like, you'll die not perfect. But if you, if you focus on that, I believe, and you have faith, that that's the, that's the formula for success. And God will take your heart. He'll see your vigor. He'll see that he can use you. And I'm like, you know what? All right, let me, let me slap this person. He'll get the message to you. Yeah. Eventually, he'll get that message to you where it's like, look, like, you should stop doing this. You should stop doing that. But don't let it slow you down. For that person. Oh, go ahead. Um, no, I was going to say the other element is you can always ask for wisdom. He's anxious to give us wisdom and understanding. So if there's anything that we talked about tonight, or maybe something that just came up for anyone's mind, ask him, he'll give it to you. He'll give you revelation and understanding. So you don't have to live questioning or wondering. I don't know what it's like, or I don't know what this is for me. He'll give you the answer. You just have to ask, pursue wisdom. A hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. No, I think, I mean, I think we, we, we touched on it. Like, I think this is good. This is great. Um, yeah, no, we got it. Also, lastly, for the part, for the person that's on the other side or the other extreme of that saying, well, dang, I, I fall into all of these categories. I, I need to fix all of this before I come to Christ or before I become a Christian. Go now, go how you are. Go right now. Go now. Like don't don't try to fix yourself. You can't fix yourself. So just let Christ fix you for you. Like he'll do it for you. You you're you are you will never not be in a spot where you're not qualified to be fixed by God. So just take that, realize it, and run toward him. He's ready. No, a hundred percent. And to your point, none of us here are perfect right. and nobody you're, you're, you're the best pastor or whatever they still struggling with something exactly. <laughs> they got like, all of us and and, and it's, it makes me think of like um like i heard somebody say like don't mi- don't major on the minor things you know what i mean like at, at, eventually like jesus came on this earth and he had an opportunity to drop dimes his whole life yeah and he made certain things clear and certain things were, were, were left for um interpretation he was clear on Yo, have faith. Yeah, that was you. You can you can flip into a random page in the Bible, guaranteed. That's probably right there. <laughs> Yo, have faith. Right. You know what I mean? He was clear on that. He was clear on certain like love, like love your neighbor. So I feel like let's focus on that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like focus on the big things. You know what I mean? Like and 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 the little things figure themselves out. Like yeah. like you if if you if you never ever change like the fact that you do certain things. You, you could still be used by God. You know what I mean? Like, if you could, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, God made you the way he made you, right? Like, like he made us the way he made us. So I think, 
Oh, we good. We good. We touched on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he made us fishers of men. He didn't say, uh, I want, I want uh, goldfish only. Go out and find me goldfish only. He said, get fish, right? So let him sort it out. Yeah. That's my take on it. No, exactly. Don't do the sorting. He will. We just go catch. Say less. All right, we good. I think anything else I think we should we should have slipped in. I thought we touched on it. We skip music, but Oh, that is a good one though. It's up to you. So so okay, so with music, right? As Christians, can we do like uh can we is there certain music that we can and can't listen to? So I am not a religious Nazi where I'm like, listen, unless it's the gospel music, you should not listen to it. Listen to music. But just keep in mind that music has such a deep ability to control your feelings, your emotions, your drives, your mood, that you got to be discerning with what you're listening to. Um, I guess, let's see. So Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasant, and perfect will. So is this music going in connection with God's will. You could listen to secular music that's talking about love. Is God not love? It's cool to listen to that. I'll be with him. We try to set the mood. We listen to love songs. That's okay. No, we don't have don't. to set the mood with gospel music, you know, but Drunk it's... love, champagne love, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, some important things to, uh, to ask is what is the message or messages of this song? Um, does it support scripture or is it godly? Mm. Um, what is it doing to my mood? Am I feeling turned up and ready to fight? You know, we knocking, we bucking. We, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now all of a sudden this female looking at me and I'm ready to fight her. Why? Yeah. Cause you, you know, knock if you bug boo, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it, is it helping me grow spiritually? That's another one. And I mean, you could be like, I, I don't feel anything when I listen to it. Well, have you listened to so much secular music that has a message contrary to the word of God that you've now grown numb to it where you don't feel any of that? So I would even recommend fasting for music for like seven to 30 days mm. anywhere in between there and then come back to it and see, are you feeling weird now listening to this song? I, I know, you know, the beat drop and it be hidden and all that other stuff, but what is it doing for you spiritually? Man, I love that you said that because it's like, you're right. Like you're highlighting a couple of things. One, the importance of being self-aware to understand how things influence you. Yeah. Because everything does influence yeah, you, right? So definitely. like, you know, everything that you do, environment plays a role in it. Yeah. And the environment that we choose to put ourselves in affects us. And yeah. basically what you're saying is, look, like you should be conscious enough to be able to identify, oh, like this is swaying me closer to God right. or away from God. Right. And then what you're also saying is, look, if it's hard to fill out, because you just, if you re fully remove yourself from something yep. and then get back in it, you'll, it's easier to identify its effects exactly. on you. And exactly. I, I've experienced that personally. Like yeah. whenever, yeah, like, and fasting is a great way to do that. Yeah. Whenever you fast and, <laughs> and then you get back to certain things, you'll literally be like, oh, wait, this is pulling me here. You got, this some, yeah. you got crazy clarity when you, you get cl back. Crazy no, clarity. Food, you'll be like, whoa, I, I didn't realize how lethargic I feel after eating this, but but yeah. now I notice that, or I yeah. didn't, or yeah, to the music or yeah. whatever. And so I think that that's, this is good. Yeah. And I, um, shout out to Alan Parr, A-L-L-E-N-P-A-R-R. -R. He has a video out called, Should Christians Listen to Secular Music? 
and he does a great job just breaking it down quickly in a nutshell of his take on it. Um, I tried to tag that video in, in, in the description. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, his, 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 typically his videos are like between like five and seven minutes. Right, because he knows he ain't got quick. time to be sitting there watching they're no quick. 30 minute videos. Very quick. Unless we binging, you know. Nah, I, know I know you're talking about it. Right. Do Christians, <laughs> are Christians allowed <laughs> to smoke weed? Well, let's get into it. Right. <laughs> so check out his video. No, um, his videos are great, man. Because yeah. he'll, he'll get you to answer quickly. Yeah, yeah. he does a good job just breaking out scripture really quick. Yeah. Um, talking about it. And I would just say use discernment. If you feel off listening to a song, chances are you might need to turn it off. What 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 about this song is stirring me where I don't I don't feel good? If you are single and you're trying to wait or um abstain from sex until marriage, and all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling a little hot and bothered listening to the song. <laughs> is this a good one for you to be listening to? So yeah. I think it's just it's really about just being in tune with yourself and what you're feeling. Feels off might not be here. There we go. Oh, that's good. That was, I'm glad we added that, added that one in there. That's good. Perfect. Thank you both. I mean, I, I think we. I think this will be great. Same. This was a good topic, especially because no, I hear a lot of people asking these questions. 